Howdy, folks. It's time to get together again for another Amped Interview episode. This is Joe. It's on a Friday afternoon. I was fortunate enough that I had the opportunity to step out of work a little early today. Thought I would go ahead and wrap up this particular interview so we get it shared with you sooner than later. Now, there's a bit of an irony in that last statement, because this is an interview that I conducted back in, I think it was November 5th, 2016. So we're going back four months plus at this point. So the, uh, you know, the timeliness of this particular episode, uh, not so timely, but this is probably my absolute favorite interview from CMS Northwest 2016. This interview is with Keith Moore, who is an entrepreneur and a uh, diverse creative who's been involved in any number of endeavors, but he's seen in many ways as a mentor to independent artists, specifically on the musical side of things. Well, Keith sat down with us and we talked for goodness, probably almost an hour before we actually pressed record. And the contents of that conversation are lost forever. However, the part that we did record is a great, lively conversation that's relevant to independent artists everywhere. It's just full of wisdom. And frankly, we had a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughter to it as well. Keith Moore and Frequency, I would say, are kindred spirits in many ways. So I wanted to do that quick introduction. But before we go into it, I also had promised uh, last week when I had mentioned that the switch was showing up. Well, it did show up. I should give you a quick update on that for anybody who has any interest whatsoever. Well, as you can imagine, we did end up breaking down and grabbing a game or two. Okay, we we grabbed two games. We got the new Zelda game and we got 1-2-Switch, which is the party game. And frankly, both Sammy and I were fine going without a game until one would show up in the mail from Gamefly. But my wife was so convinced that there was really no point in having the console without a game that she uh, had us drive over to the store and pick up a couple games. And we didn't argue. We were glad to do that. I'm just going to be in the hole in my allowance for uh, several months at this point. Anyway, fun stuff. There's plenty of reviews out there that you can read and uh, watch on YouTube, so I won't belabor it, other than I'll tell you that it's going to work for us. Sammy and I have had a lot of fun with it uh, in the past week. Uh, One more thing to share, uh, and this is just kind of self-effacement. Those of you who listen to the podcast know we've spoken a number of times about the fact that I am a big fan of Blue Rodeo. Those of you in the United States probably aren't particularly familiar with Blue Rodeo, but they've been around for a better part of three decades. And they're just one of those classic Canadian alt-country bands. Well worth looking into. Anyway, having said that, see, listen to me, I'm going fanboy there. I discovered... Two weeks ago, as I was poking around at work on a break, that I had somehow missed the fact that Blue Rodeo had released a brand new album in October of last year, and I felt like a complete idiot. So I immediately uh, downloaded it and listened to it on the way home. But man, it just tells you that in music today, in so many areas, it's hard to stay on top of things, even if it is one of your favorite artists. So think about that fact, considering yourself as an artist. What you need to do to keep yourself in front of people, even people who are your fans, you've got to get them vested in who you are. You've got to continue the dialogue because there's just too much other noise going on to draw people's attention away. So keep up the good work. Drive ahead, be passionate, be creative, and don't be afraid to let people know who you are. Enjoy the interview. We'll catch you next week. I think Dan and I will be back for a brand new interview. Take care. (music) 
Frequency.fm presents the Amped Interview. All right, continuing on day one of CMS Northwest, our interviews, uh, we suckered Keith Moore into coming down and sitting down uh, to chat for a little bit. He and I have actually been already talking for about an hour. We're a little concerned there's nothing left to talk about. We talked about some really good stuff, didn't we? we? we there, it, I wish it was recorded, but then there's some other stuff we probably just don't need anybody to know about. Probably not. No. What, what happens in Issaquah should stay in Issaquah. Yeah. Can anybody else spell Issaquah besides you and I? No. No. No, it's, <laughs> it's not even a word. Well, no. if you don't know who Keith Moore is, I'll give you just a quick highlight based on our oh. conversation, oh. and then I'm going to let you just take over. But I'm, I'm a legend of my cul-de-sac. You live in a cul-de-sac? Yes. See, I, I think that's wonderful. Do you know, I, you know why I'm a legend? I cut everybody's grass. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking to... Uh, um, Grass sculptor Keith Moore today. If you know, like, I just I can't, love to help people. I have no place to go with no, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you don't know Keith Moore's name, you probably know Nashville Rising Star, independent artists probably are familiar with Indie Heaven. Yep. There's a number of other endeavors that you've started or been involved in. You're yes. a, really an entrepreneur and a creative. Yes. Um, what have I missed in terms of some of the things that people might be familiar with or even stuff they aren't familiar with, but where you're involved? Sure. Well, I mean, I did start Indie Heaven uh, about 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the goal was to really uh, introduce new artists into consumers. Yeah. And I figured, you know, if I can't join the music industry, I might as well beat them. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't join them, beat them. And so my thing was, if I can create an independent organization that got so large, we might be able to change things in the music industry. Not that I was anti-industry, but I just felt like things needed to change. Yeah. And now they have changed after 20 years. Yeah. I imagine, I mean, if we go back 20 years ago, so what, 96? 97, yeah. So, yeah, and uh, that's quite a way. 20 years, yeah. And the, the landscape of Christian music has changed, or any music. The music industry changed, yeah. So um, in terms of what you feel like has been more significant in terms of changes, what what are some things that just jump out at you? Well, I mean, of course, um, artists who have their engine running have a decision to make. If a label does come to them wanting to partner up, do they join the label or do they continue to be independent? Because you can reach consumers right on your own. And, you know, what I love about uh, the time we're in, I just love how God ushered in new technology that gave control back to the uh, creatives in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I'm, I'm not anti-industry. I'm ac- actually harder on artists than I am probably industry guys because I love, I love the industry guys. It's just the system. The system was a little bit messed up, but it needed to be messed up uh, because it was such a risk to sign artists and invest in them because most That's, of them did yeah. not recoup. So, but now we're in a point now where the, the label's really not going to work with an artist unless their engine's really running. And, um, and that's better for the label and better for the artist because then the artist has more leverage. You, you know, know, I've heard that a lot um, as I've spoken to more artists that yeah. the, uh, the labels are looking for somebody who already knows how to manage yes. social media, manage themselves. Sure. They have a, a platform established already. Right. And that really uh, puts obviously more of the onus on the artist to get to get the starter going. You're talking about mowing the lawn. Yeah. You know, you, you've got to prime it. You've got to get it started right. um, before it goes. That's um, right. So what, uh, maybe give me some perspective as, a, as an independent artist. Yeah. Um, what does that really entail beside, after creating the music? Oh. What does that mean? Well, creating music is easy anymore. You know, right, it just is. Just push a button and there it comes. 
you know, in GarageBand, you can just you know, choose some loops. So it's real easy to make music. It's easy to get your music distributed. The hard part is demand and uh, creating demand and brand awareness. So yeah. that's where labels still, you know, bring something to the table, um, getting you out and being filtered for the consumer to be able to find somebody. You're not just going to get signed to one of the major labels um, if you're not bringing value of some sort. So, you know, so that's hard to do on your own. And, but it can be done, but it doesn't happen quickly, and it takes a ton of work. And there's a God factor involved, too. You know, He kind of gets behind some things for some reason. If we knew the secret, we'd all be rich. That's right. I mean, people show up to Paul Herman from CCLI. They, they want to understand what's, what's the secret, you know, what's the formula. And it's, uh, well, it's a God thing. It's an intangible God thing. I mean, his promotion comes from above, you know. Um, but he tends to promote things that he wants to use to... to shift culture in some way yeah right good or bad it's amazing i don't know i don't understand it all no i guess i'll ask him when i meet him like hey what was up with uh i don't know miley cyrus right yeah we were talking about miley cyrus beforehand what was up with that yeah so anyway i mean he does use it all and i think he uses it all for good even the bad um i was teaching in one of my classes today i've been teaching here for 13 years so i'm like an alumni you know yeah um and uh i was teaching about how god how God will use everything for his purposes. And I use analogies a lot. I'm like known as the analogy guy. And I said, you know, if you drive through central Illinois at a certain time of the year, it smells like cow manure, right? Well, why? Why does it smell like cow manure? And the reason is farmers collect the manure all through the year. And at a certain time of year, they spread it out on their fields. And even though it stinks and it's manure, it's going to help foster new growth. So yeah. I relate that to them as individuals and humans. I said, it when, so when that happens in your life, you know, the C word. <laughs> right. I'll play it safe here. Yeah. It's a family show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when it happens in your life, don't, um, don't be upset about it. Just look at this as an opportunity for new growth. And eventually the stench will go away and, and the, the new growth will start popping up. So embrace the, you know. Yeah. I, right? I appreciate that. At first I thought you were comparing the artist's to see rap and no, i'm like no no no, no. you're no. talking about the life situation oh, no i gotta i gotta be uh, uh politically correct on that you know because i do serve independent artists and i think there is value in everything you know it's a great time about we're in and everybody has value to somebody the issue is how did they find you and how do you know who they are so we teach about a discovery process discovering your value uh that way people can discover your value but you got to discover your value first so you've got um, a lot of independent artists who are going to yep. be approaching you. I mean, especially in what you teach, but also um, in the endeavors that you're involved yes. in. You also, uh, I know you coach, not coach, but you'll be, well, you do some coaching. But well, you'll definitely sit, I'm a um, coach. I'm, a li- I'm like a little league coach. I was telling him today. I said, I right, love yeah. coaching um, brand new artists because I think they need that. Um, they need to have some sort of mentoring, uh, training. It's easy to get information online, but, you know, it's better if it's coming from somebody who's been there, done that. Well, and if you have a relationship, yeah. when you start to build that, you know, uh, Cubbies just won the World Series. Um, oh, that was awesome. We were just talking, uh, we were talking baseball earlier, so if yeah. we continue down that road. So to, what's it like when you have an artist that comes to you and says, I, I should be the starting pitcher? Ah. You know, but like you, what you, you really that. see is you might make a good first baseman because you have no arm, right? Wow. Or, 
That's a good analogy. I like that. Um, I did. I did teach about that today about you know hand being hand and not a hand trying to be a foot. You know, yeah. to make it biblical, of course. Um, but I'm saying, yeah, you got to find number one. You got to find the right field to play on. I mean, I played baseball in college, and then I didn't. I wanted to play again. I'm 54 now, but when I was 50, I was like, I want to play. I want to pitch. I want to strike somebody out one more time before I get too old. But at that time, I was 265 pounds. Yeah, way out of shape. And I couldn't just go run on a field and play. I'd have hurt myself. But I really wanted to go back to Baltimore to Camden Yards and, and kick the pitcher off the mound and start throwing. But that would have got me arrested, right? Because well, I didn't yeah. have the authority. And I just hadn't come through the system. Yeah. So a lot of independent artists get going, and they think they need to be on K-Love right away. Or, you know, and they get mad because they're like, why can't I get on the radio? Like, well, you don't have the authority. You don't have the skill set. You don't have the reputation. So... You know, it's it's good to have those things in line and find out what field to play on. So, you know, I play baseball now. I've been playing for five years now. And, uh, you know, it's hard. Uh, but I play on a high school field. I don't go down to Camden yeah. Yards and try to get on the field. I think our goals, it's appropriate for our goals to um, not be applicable to our talent. I mean, I think there's something to that. But uh, a conversation I had a few years ago with an artist, uh, Jared Anderson, mm-hmm. Um was the idea that some people are have God chooses to serve at a a, a large body of people right. and some it's for five and yes. you all have value and God is still using you yeah so whether you're on Love or whether you're playing just for a small group at the coffee shop whether you're playing at a high school field or playing in Camden Yards yeah God's still using you somehow he is I think the issue is we have to be okay with it yeah I do teach about the portion of manna. If you start grumbling about the portion of manna, he's got a nice sandbox for you to run around in for, what, 40 years? Right, and maybe so, some quail that yeah, you might enjoy. Yeah, do not grumble about the portion of manna. Um, but you know what? That's, that's the key, I think. He just wants us to be okay with what's going down. Not and that's easy. tough. That's, that's very <laughs> difficult. I, I, if you would have told me that you know, to Joe Brookhouse 25 years ago, I'd be like, but no. You know, sure. But this is where I think that I should be. Well, we're not entitled to anything. You know, <laughs> no, no, no matter what your parents told you. That's right. So, you know, thank God we um, we have this thing called grace. Right? Well, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is something I think you've been doing more recently, yeah. which is this the songwriting retreat in Aspen, Colorado, oh, yeah. which is an awful place. Terrible. What's it? It's inspire? Inspiresong.com. All right. Yeah. Not Perspire Song or Aspire. It's Inspire. Inspire. Yeah. I-N-S-P-I-E-R. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, been, uh, it's been really cool. I mean, um, partnered with a great church in Aspen. Um, uh, wonderful leadership. I met them through a men's retreat that I was going out to. A buddy was bringing me out and uh, got to meet with them. They're like, we really want to do a songwriter retreat. And I'm like, hey, let's do it. So we put our, our you know, heads together, came up with a plan, and um, Matthew West has come out to do it. And Matthew was there this past May. He'll be coming back in May of 17. And then uh, a gentleman named Seth Mosley from Full Circle Music in Nashville, one of the best producer writers in town right now. Um, and also a bunch of word writers will be coming out, like Tony Wood and, and Matt Armstrong, who wrote some wonderful worship stuff, Daniel Doss. A lot of the word rosters coming yeah, out. Benji and, uh, Benji and Jenna Coward. Yeah. So, so kind of made buddies with, uh, with their guy, John and talked them into coming out and doing a staff writer retreat right before our event and hooked them up with a great place to stay. So all through relationships. So um, we've had people come in from all over the world. And uh, so we're looking forward to our second one. So how do we, if I'm a, a songwriter who wants yeah. to participate in something like that, yeah. 
How does that happen? Just go to the website and uh, register. Registration's open. So go to I-N-S-P-I-R-E, inspiresong.com. Check out the information, the registration page. It's all about creating with the creator. You know, I teach, I teach that, you know, we're, we all have, um, life is like a collaboration, you know, and God's the owner of our life and we're the manager. And we just have to manage our life well, but he's the owner of it. And, uh, but I really enjoy uh, bringing them to such a beautiful place like Aspen, you know, that a lot of yeah. these people haven't been to. And it's real affordable. Everybody thinks, oh, my God, the hotel is going to be $500 a night. Well, it's not because a good friend of mine, his family owns an inn right in downtown Aspen. And they're pretty much giving rooms away for almost free. Wow. Because it's the off season. So what, what, speaking of season, what, so what time of year is it? It's May. This will be May 18th through 21st. May 18th through yep. 21st, 2017. Yeah. So registration's open now for how many people? Uh, we're going to cap it at 150. So that's so, a good size for yeah. the number of folks that you're bringing in. Yeah, we already have, um, we already have about 35 alumni registered. I opened it up to our alumni first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and Indie Heaven members get a discount. And, uh, you know, we have a song contest we're doing. The winner will have their song produced by Seth Mosley, a Grammy Award-winning producer. Nice. Pretty cool. And Jonathan yeah. from Word has pretty much said, if it's a worship, great worship song, we're going to take a look at it. So that's a pretty cool nut. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, they can submit a song. Anybody can submit a song. Even if they're not coming to the event, they can submit a song. But it's better if they come to the event because they get to perform the, the song live at an open concert will be doing that. Well, and you're building relationships with yeah. people. And yeah. I found, you know, if you have a relationship with somebody, they're more likely to listen to you. Exactly. You know, ah, there's something to be said for that. The music uh, industry is all about relationships. Yeah. You know, well, so. Networking and, yeah. and networking. connecting with folks. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes back to where we started the idea of uh, 20 years ago, what's changed and the, uh, get your motor. Your motor already has to be right. humming right along. That's right. It's building yeah. relationships yeah. and building There's that. A lot of exciting stuff going on. I mean, you know, I think we're a lot alike. We're we're definitely entrepreneur creatives. Yeah. Um, who want to serve people, and because uh, we just love it, and see what happens. And God will do what with it what He chooses to do. You got to turn the key, right? Yeah. I always say you don't go up to the door and stare at the knob and beg it open for it to open. You go up and knock on it. Wait, that doesn't work. No. No, I don't like to pray for open doors. When I hear Christians, I just, Lord, give us open doors to walk through. I'm like, you lazy bum. You just pray for a door and knock on it. Yeah, uh, see if it opens. Yeah, pray for an unlocked door or a door with where you already have the key or whatever. <laughs> just pray for doors. I mean, uh, you know, a closed door is as good as an open door. So for folks who want more information about all that you're doing, I know there's yeah. IndieNet. IndieHeaven.com. It, sorry, sorry. That's okay. That's all right. There's so many Indies. <laughs> I know. There's a few. You know, when we started, it was before Indie was trendy, you know. Uh, there was should have trademarked that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I probably should. Our, our whole slogan is, let's be independent together. And I love during Christmas season, you know, Hermie the Elf from uh, the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. I have, like, my face superimposed over Hermie with, the, like, the little swoop over <laughs> thing. And it says, let's be independent together. Because Hermie said that in that, in, in, in that uh, I think it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Was it, wait. Was, one was of my it, favorite was Christmas Was it the first shows. one or it wasn't a shiny New Year? No, no. It's not one of those cheap remakes. No, this was, like, the real claymation crap. Yeah. We're, and this Sorry. is part of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't mean to say that word again. It's a, <laughs> I portray a Christian on TV. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's great to be here. Sorry. No, you're good. I don't know how God chose me for this. Um, he chooses some amazing people. Yeah. At least you're not a tax collector. No, no, but I do know all about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, when you make money, they come after it. So uh, I figured out a way how not to make money. Work with independent artists. <laughs> <laughs> No, all it's, right. all, it's all good. So, so let's uh, we'll get back on track a little bit. Thing, yeah. So um, you might have to edit that part out. <laughs> I don't know if I will. 
So um, we've got inspiresong.com. Oh, got so many business cards. And uh, uh, morecreativegroup.com. Like yes, morecreativegroup.com. Uh, NashvilleRisingStar.com. Yeah, now that is an open mic contest I'm doing in Nashville that's become really popular. We've been discovering some songwriters and getting them involved into the music industry, and it's a great discovery mechanism. So I love to meet songwriters, Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter to me. Um, we just love on them you know, encourage them in truth and uh, give them a platform to come up and share their song. We don't audition anybody. So you can, it's like watching NASCAR. You watch it for the winner. You watch it for the wrecks. You just pray nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't audition anybody. So we get a wide variety of stuff. Do you record it or is it? Uh... I, I, I stream it live um, okay. on nationalrisingstar.com forward slash live. Um, and people can actually vote for their favorite song live online too. Well, that's so, cool. Yeah, they can vote once and it logs them out. So, you know, any given week at our at our open preliminaries, we get 2,500 people watching and voting. Uh, our semifinal round, uh, where we have 14 semifinalists come back. Uh, last time we did it, we had 25,000 people watching. Wow. So not too bad for a no, little, you're doing you know, okay. little thing. You know, if I could figure out how to monetize those votes, I'd be doing really good. But I figure if I charge them a dollar each, they're not going to vote. So yeah, it's, all, right. it's a- all free. We don't. You know, we're, we make our income um, through sponsorship. Yeah. So, you know, in the venue, uh, takes care of us. So it's free for people to come uh, play at it and free to vote. So, and the venue gives away $500 cash to the winner, and we hook them up with opportunities, and pretty good. When's the next season? Um, well, I'm finishing up. This will probably won't be aired until uh, afterwards, but I'm finishing up a series Wednesday. Uh, we'll get our grand prize winner for this series, and I'll start a new one up right after January 1st. Wow. Yeah, so but, you're moving things right along. Yeah, I try to do like three to four series a year. They're nine-week programs. You know, I, I let people miss it a little bit and round up some new sponsors. And Right. Yeah. I've seen too many shows that did one right after the other and discovered that nobody cared the second time, you know. Yeah, but we get... You know, it's been growing a lot. And so I'm just hoping that, you know, it keeps getting bigger. and Maybe CMT will want to come around and, you know, pick it up or something. That's my big, hairy, audacious goal. You got to have them. Got to have them. Dream big, right? (laughs) Dream big. Yeah. I appreciate you sitting down with us. I think you, well, we obviously could talk all day because we talked for an hour before we even brought you on uh, to record it. Um, I still like you. You still like me? Yeah. You're a good guy. Uh, thanks. Um, can you yeah. take a note on that, Mark? Just so yeah. in the future, when I'm feeling bad about myself, there's a little affirmation in there. Keith Moore likes You me. are a good no, guy. No, I know it's recording. I know. <laughs> You're not recording any of this, are you? Uh, is it recording? It's All right, recording. I can't I'll, see it. I'll snap right there. Are so you I... using, what are you using? Studio One or Audacity? Studio One. Okay. No Audacity. No. No, I don't do destructive recording. I got you. Okay. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I, I really do feel like I'm more famous now than just in my cul-de-sac. Well, it's good because you are. Now, at least another 25, 30 people have some perspective on who Keith Moore is. You start where, you know, you just start one by one. You know, I teach like collect minnows, right? People are minnows. Put them in your minnow bucket. And, and then you have a lot of frogs? No, minnows don't grow in the frogs, oh, do they? Oh, that's tadpole. Tadpoles. No, that's bad. You need to cut that out. No, it stays. It stays. It's actually a whole teaching. I'm like, be a whale in a fishbowl and a minnow in an ocean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be the big dog in your town, you know? And then that way, when things start happening, then maybe you can spread out from there. Don't come to Nashville and just be a minnow in an ocean. Yeah. You know? And we know a lot of people that do that. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for chatting. And thank you for your ministry. Frequency.fm is a podcast featuring Christian artists, authors, creatives, and experts. For more music reviews, book reviews, and articles, please visit us at Frequency.fm.